All right. Hello and welcome in to the Killer Frogs bullpen. This is our third episode. I'm once again joined by Carson Worsell. Uh, this time, Carson, it's an exciting day. It's our first preview of the season. TCU's kicking off the season this weekend at home. Uh, let's, you know, get into it. Are you excited? How are you feeling? I'm feeling ecstatic, uh, but that's that's mostly just because baseball season is back. Yeah. Both college and MLB. I keep seeing all the the tweets about the Texas Rangers being, you know, going to defend their world championship. And then I also keep seeing even more tweets about TCU baseball and what's expected of them. And I'm just, I'm, I'm ecstatic. Like that's the simplest way I can put it. Yeah. I mean, it's an exciting time all around. Weather's been a cool 60 degrees here all day, all week. And uh, it, it's that time of the year. Um, <clears throat> Carson, I think uh, before we get into it, you wanted to clarify something from last week's episode. Yeah, I just I got to clarify. Last week I was talking about TCU Super Regional last last year. I said Memphis State. I'm sure Memphis State's a good baseball program. I meant Indiana State. I'm just gonna have to eat that one. That's on me. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know I've I've I, first episode I couldn't remember the four new schools added to the conference. So we're, we've all been there. Where but, we're, uh, even. we're even. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the preview, uh, TCU did announce their starting rotation uh, this week. Uh, Friday is going to be Peyton Tolley. Saturday is Cole Klecker. And Sunday, Zach Morris, uh, with the midweek starter being Ben Hampton, the West Virginia transfer. What are your thoughts on the, the, how the rotation is shaped up and, you know, thoughts on it? Over? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I texted you kind of saying that's surprising that they went with Peyton Toll the first day, but when you really think about it, it makes sense. You have Peyton Toll for your your first game, and then you've got Cole Klecker to kind of simmer things down. Like, say mm -hmm. you drop game one, you have your ace on Saturday, kind of get back into the rhythm of things. Um, I think with, with Peyton Toll pitching the first real game of the season, like that's – I think that shows how much confidence they have in him already, and he hasn't even took – taking the mound yet yeah um kirk kirk charlos he was providing reasoning for behind it uh and basically like holy's not going to be able to go as long as the distance as cole clecker can on saturday right so you want your bullpens fresh for both friday and sunday and then hopefully not need them as much on saturday uh, mm -hmm. and, and another good reasoning with it is totally is a lefty and zach morris is also a lefty so it helps put him up in the order a little bit and uh i i do think you know Kirk Charles was talking about how much praise he has for Tolly as a player uh, and, you know, even more so as a person, how he is and how he's been become this veteran presence already on the team. And I think that him being the Friday starter shows, you know, reflects that. Oh, yeah. I think I think him being labeled a leader already. I think that spells really good for that TCU baseball team as a whole. Yeah, he's uh he's definitely a Golden Spikes candidate for the year. But uh. Yeah. Let's get into it. TCU plays Florida Gulf Coast this weekend. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast actually starts their season with the Fort Worth Regional matchup basically last year. They play at TCU this weekend, and their midweek game is at Indiana State. Um, and their coach wow. even was asked about it and was like, you know, that's a pretty tough matchup to start the season. And he goes, it's all about RPI. And uh, we were talking before we started recording about how at, at March 29th, Florida Gulf Coast was the ranked number 16 team in the country last year. And then managed to miss the entire regional tournament baseball last season. Something that is incredibly hard to do. And it was not because of 
Well, they dropped some games here and there. It wasn't because of lack of production. They were setting school records, national records, basically for their performance last season. And to miss it as a whole, it, it it's shocking, but it proves to, you know, goes to prove that Portland Gulf Coast is a very, very good program. And they're, you know, they're not a team you could take lightly, especially to start the season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, so when I first looked at the TCU schedule, I saw Florida Gulf Coast and didn't think anything of it. But these past couple of days, when you actually take a deep dive on their program, what they, what they did last year was amazing. I mean, one of the series that we talked about before this, I mean, the Florida State series where they won two games in a row, then unfortunately dropped the third. They still won the series against then a number 16 team in the nation. Like that's, that's really, really good. I mean, so yeah, for the, for the fact of them to make the, or to miss the tournament, like that, that doesn't happen often. Yeah. It's a, now, now we're talking about this year's team and we will say last year's team, they lost seven of their nine starters from, the previous season, the 2023 season. And a lot of their weekend rotation will be reshaped this year. So going into it this weekend, it's kind of a similar sense on the lineup part for TCU. While TCU is not missing as many pieces this season, there's still a lot of unknown for the pieces that will be filled in. Um, You know, you, you jokingly mentioned, maybe not jokingly that TCU might be on upset alert. What do you know? Give me, just give me your thoughts on the series as a whole for, you know, what fans can expect. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's going to be a slow start for both teams, offensively at least, because I think TCU is still trying to figure out who to place where in their lineup. And then Florida Gulf Coast is looking to most likely fill their lineup out. I mean, the most likely they, they only have two or three returners maybe in that starting nine. Um, so, I mean, or two or three that were on the team at least. Yeah, uh, that took at bats last year. So I mean, I don't expect fireworks the first day, but I expect both offenses to get better throughout the weekend for sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, I want to highlight two Florida Gulf Coast players real quick. Uh, their first baseman, Dalton Robinson, who's actually he's been quoted as saying he's the best runner on the team, uh, mm-hmm. the best speed and still threat as a whole. But he has some sneaky pop to go with it, and, and, and you know, Lupton's not the most hitter-friendly park in the country by any means. But they're going to have first base covered with Dalton Robinson, and their center fielder is Harrison Poey, who has probably the best glove in the Atlantic Sun Conference, the conference they're in. Mm -hmm. And he's a sneaky threat to hit 20, 25-plus home runs this season. He's a legit five-tool outfielder, and you know he's going to play a big role in this weekend's series. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, Let's, you know... Let's talk about t- our expectations for TCU this series. What do you expect the Horn Frogs to come out of this series with? You know, what what do you think the walk away with the record? What do you think the team does as a whole? I think, I think TCU walks out of it with a two and one record. I do think that Florida Gulf Coast is aiming to develop their program every year, as are all baseball programs in the country. But I think Florida Gulf Coast from what they showed last year and how they got snubbed out of the tournament, I think that they're going to be kind of on a war path for the entirety of the 2024 season. So I expect them to take one game. I don't know which one it'll be. Yeah, I'm feeling the same sentiment. Uh, 
I, I want to pencil TCU in to win Friday and Saturday with Tolly and Klecker on the mound. And mm -hmm. Sunday's not as much a toss-up to me just because of it's Zach Morris on the mound. It's a toss-up because what Zach Morris are we getting? Are we getting the early 2023 Zach Morris for the late later in the season of the struggles? And uh, I, I think that'll play a big role into how the series as a whole goes overall. Um, it, I think even if TCU was to be upset and lose the series one and two, I think it's a good weekend to kind of figure out what the lineup's looking like, how Zach Morris and Tolley are pitching. Um, you know, I, T TCU's got a, while they have no SEC teams, you know, th on this year's schedule, they have a very, very tough opening schedule this year. Uh, do you have a, you know, let's kind of get into the nitty gritty of it. What about, uh, do you have a pitching MVP for the weekend? I think pitching MVP is Peyton Toll. I okay. think, I think him being labeled as the starter for the very first game of the season. I think obviously, like I said, that shows that he has, that the coaching staff has a lot of confidence in him. And I also think that he's got, he has responsibility for being touted as one of the one of the best transfers in the nation, like a top five transfer, I think that he feels as though that he needs to perform. And so honestly, I could expect really big things from him on Friday. I really could, because I think that he, he wants to win obviously as much as the rest of this TCU team does. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's a great pick. And I, I have no reason to doubt that he might be, but I'm going to have to go with the Nabel. I mean, if, really? if if all three of these games, I you know, I think they should be close, but not too close. What he provides in the back end of the bullpen is unparalleled with almost any other team in the conference besides Kansas State. Uh, it is you know how how much he's performed last year and going into this year as well. I think I think he, we you know, and especially with it being this early in the season, pitchers aren't going to be stretched out yet. Uh, they're still going to be held to a pseudo pitch count, not an official one. And right. I think that bullpen is going to play a bigger role in this weekend series as we move on to the rest of the season. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the bullpen is going to be kind of one of the key components for this weekend, for sure. I think it's going to be the same for FGCU. Um, so yeah, that'll be, that'll definitely be something to watch. Yeah. It's a, it's a lot of, the series is a lot of filling out, you know, getting a feel for how your team is on both sides, uh, you know, the dugouts. Florida Gulf Coast is basically, you know, replacing everyone like we talked about. And but they're all transfers. The same with TCUs is a lot of TCUs key pieces this season are transfers that, you know, you kind of expect them to come in and slot in the same role. But who knows? Um, what about, you know, hitting MVP? You have an MVP of the series hitting wise. Uh, I could definitely go the cop out answer and just say Peyton Tolley, but yeah. <laughs> um, I'm probably going to stick with my, the guy that I chose last week. And I think it's going to be Anthony Silva. I think there is a certain stigma with shortstops where they are labeled as leaders of the team pretty quick, mostly because they're just involved in every, every play uh, on the diamond. And I think that he has already been labeled a leader, even though he's a true sophomore. And 
obviously the hitting speaks for itself. Very, very talented hitter can even put it, get it out of the yard if he really needs to. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do think it'll be interesting to see his power numbers and if they increase this season. Uh, do you, do you know who I'm going to pick? I think I have an idea. <laughs> actually not Carson Bowe. Uh, it's actually Luke Boyers. No. <laughs> yeah. Luke Boyers. This is his last ride. He's been here before. He's done it all. Uh, it's another opening home weekend series. And, you know, the fill around the club as a whole is that with how close they got last year, literally being less than three feet away from tying the game against Florida, this team's hungry. They really want to win. And Luke Boyers has been here. It's 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 just another weekend for him. And uh, I think he's going to have a great weekend this uh, – or a great series this weekend. And I think uh, it's going to translate uh, to the rest of the season and kind of help propel him. Because, you know, we've seen a lot with Luke Boyers in previous seasons where he goes on these hot streaks, uh, and then, but the cold streaks are just not good at all. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think this is the year he kind of strings them together. Um, do you have anything else you want to talk about with the Florida Gulf Coast TCU series before we dive into some other stuff? I think I've said all need all I need to say. I think it'll be it'll be a slow start. I think for both teams, um, but I think that offenses will get better as the weekend goes. I think bullpens will settle down as the weekend goes. But that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of any series around the country right now. I mean, every every team's trying to fill out their roster, trying to fill out who's going to be the starting guys, who's going to be the guys that the head coach turns to when things get rough. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, like you said, it's a story around the country. I do have a question real quick. Do you wish TCU was playing in a tournament to start the season, or do you prefer the three-game homestand? So that's difficult because I love – I loved the big 12 slash sec tournament that they did every year. And I wish that we were playing in that again, just because I think it's really fun competing against top teams like LSU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. I love doing that. Um, But I do kind of think that this is a nice change of pace because I mean, like we've already said, TCU fills their roster with transfers after having a lot of guys leave for the draft. I think that this is kind of being used as a series to kind of settle the team down in a sense and just kind of make sure that everybody's got their head on straight before we actually get into Big 12 baseball. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I agree with the same thing that I, I think it's a good learning weekend for TCU. And but I do think you touched on probably the most important part is not playing SEC competition uh while it's good for maybe you know rpi and record's sake it you'd like to see them get out there and get that you know tough because with no non-conference games and we talked about in our preview for the conference as a whole is that it's very top heavy conference uh so you might not get challenged as much as you would had you opened the season playing some sec teams right oh you know one more thing we want to talk about is you brought it up earlier uh is there a target on TCU's back this season? Yeah. Yeah, there is. Uh, most definitely. I think every single Big 12 team is going to give you their absolute best because I think TCU has finally been recognized as a team that is in the College World Series every other year. Um, 
not a lot of people before last year recognized that. Mm-hmm. Like I, fa- I found that a shock last year when people on Twitter, Instagram were like, wait, TCU is going to the college world series again. And I think that now that that's finally settled in, I think both your non-conference games and your conference games are going to be the hardest every other week, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's the same parallel with what we're saying with everyone getting your best as it is with college basketball is, you know, you're basically, RPI basically treats it as you have quad one games, quad two, quad three. Right. Uh, and TCU is always going to be an opportunity this season to be a quad one opponent. Oh, yeah. And if you're a bubble team, especially like in the conference with Kansas or West Virginia, those games become really important no matter at what point they come during the season. And it, it's it, to speak even more is TCU's a lot of their non-conference games will be there. You, while it's a midweek starter, you're going to be getting your all from the opposing team. They might not be resting a player for who had a big weekend. Like, uh, I, you know, we're not sure with how Peyton Tolley's workload is going to be, but there's a chance he might sit out midweek games just because he's going to be pitching on Friday and then we assume DHing the rest of the weekend. Yeah. Absolutely. I could, I could definitely expect it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't think TCU's target on their back is a conference one. I like, I think it's, it's a larger target at the national level, uh, especially from the likes of like Arkansas, who's, you know, got embarrassed by TCU in the regional last year. Uh, TCU has kind of become the SEC kryptonite. And uh, I think, you're going to see it more play out that way this year is a lot of the sec teams have slowly started to turn you know their head the other way whenever tcu's coming yeah yeah tcu is definitely a team where it's like i i feel like come come tournament time it's just it's another year where tcu is the last team that people want to see mm-hmm. you know yeah it's uh it's the little old school from fort worth who's developed a kind of a powerhouse baseball program uh yes <laughs> um that'll pretty much be it for today uh, i do want to touch on some things we won't have a preview or post recap of the weekend series and the midweek game until we start conference play and then we'll do go to two episodes a week um so whenever we meet you know next wednesday we'll go over the weekend series the midweek game and a preview on the weekend series so uh but thank you guys for joining us carson it was a pleasure as usual and uh let's get ready for some tcu baseball this weekend let's do it